Welcome to Just Winging It. This is the show where two 30-something dads explore parenting, levitation, turkeys, what else? Pretty much we have no clue. We're just exploring. Everything. We're, We're exploring. just exploring. We are explorers. I'm John Abdella. And I helped. <laughs> I don't know what that's from, but it's a joke people make. I'm Patrick Green. I've never heard yeah, that it's joke like a 50, before. It must be like from a 50s sitcom. And I help. I think it's oh, a commercial. Someone please tell us. It's a commercial. Drop us a yeah. note on Facebook or something. Yeah. Hey, so what do you think of the levitation let explanation? Let us know what that is. Oh, man. I mean, I expected that it was possible, so I was... That's true. I was very happy to hear it. Um, I'm really looking forward in this episode to, to digging into that more, and I think it'll set up the episode pretty nicely. That's true, which will keep people in suspense if they didn't read their podcatcher title this morning. Exactly. You know, they might, not, they might yeah. not have any idea what they're listening yeah. to in this episode. Um, I should point out right off the bat that uh, your initial supposition about people spontaneously being able to levitate because of some kind of yogi training has been pretty definitively <laughs> proved. I mean, hey, I, I, was, I was clear about the fact that that was like what I would like. I'd like to believe in a world where that might be possible, right. but all right, fine. Um, but before, that, but well, that being said, I, I don't think anything that Doug necessarily said disproved the possibility of it. It's just that within the observable universe, there's yeah, no yeah, evidence yeah, yeah. of somebody doing that. So the burden of proof in that case would be on you to, to find evidence of it. Fine. That being said, if I were to say that it was unequivocally impossible, which I'm not saying, yeah, the burden of proof would be on me, right? Yeah. So that's true. so it's so true. I'm not making any supposition about uh, it. I'm not going to make any kind of good. statement. I'm just going to say that it's amazing that now we have a f- fucking nine hour long lesson from we Doug do. the physicist on the various ways that manipulation of uh, matter can and be achieved. Before too. you get too far into this episode, you should jump back if you haven't heard it already. The the end of our last episode, episode 13, and hear that amazing uh, analysis by Doug the physician. <laughs> the physician. <laughs> Doug, <he's> the- <laughs> Doug the physicist, who may also be a physician. I don't know. And he's not. No. Okay. No, but 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 he is a um, physicist. Though, but and, to, uh, he is a physicist. Yeah, yeah. And, and he actually it's does true. work I, quite a lot, as I mentioned to you this weekend, on levitation um, in terms of uh, st- right. stripping so away how force from atoms and things. Awesome! Like that. It just happened that that was the case. That you have a good friend who could yeah. answer this question. For that was us. pretty lucky. I also want to point out that that was Doug's second draft because, like, he yeah. takes he takes <clears> nothing <throat> halfway. Like, I, I've asked him. You know, I've known Doug for. 15 years now or something and, and mm-hmm. I, I, I have a lot of questions for him as most people would because he teaches this stuff and um, and also because I have an insatiable need to know everything <laughs> and uh, and he always like explains the longest possible variation of it yeah, which I yeah, really yeah, appreciate because yeah, yeah. I want because I, I don't know so I want to have a thorough right, explanation right. but I was like Doug two minutes keep it to two minutes and he's like I don't know if I can I was like just people don't want a nine hour long lesson <laughs> and then he and then he submits the first one which is his rapid fire eight minute version of it and I was like okay it was really good so we'll yeah. keep it and then he's like actually I want to redo it and I was thinking we're going to get this short version yep, and it's fucking twice as long but that being said it is amazing so if you haven't heard it go back and You've listen to it you've got to hear it and maybe just we'll tease that a little bit more and back up for a minute and catch up on uh, on how we're doing. Because yeah, you know, I'm true. sure yeah, you're, you're yeah. all wondering right now, how are me and Patrick doing? What's happened this last What's week? What's happened? Well, I'll tell you what happened this last week. We got to go on a little vacation together, which yeah, was really fun. Yeah, it was a lot yeah. of fun. It was short, but it, it was nice. It was short, and it was, you know, like all things now, as parents, didn't go quite as planned, at least from my perspective. Yeah, um, you ran into some, some troubled waters. Some troubled waters. <laughs> we just, you know, we were so excited about this. It's finally summer, and like this is one one of the ones we had on the books for a little bit. And it was only, you know, a couple days in New Hampshire. It wasn't anything big, but hey, we'll take it. 
And uh, I mean, considering your sense of adventure episode yeah. en- ended with you talking about going to like Walgreens, going out to Walgreens, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so you can see how this this is a pretty much, big deal. This it, is it a is life a changer huge for deal. You. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We've been waiting our whole lives, We're driving for, an hour and a half, and exactly overnight somewhere. Exactly. So we the day before we were going, um, Grace uh, had a fever. And we brought her to the doctor. We were like, all right, we're going to get on top of this, you know, get her treated. They tested her for strep again because she gets that all the time. Right. And uh, went to the doctor. She didn't have strep, which we were happy to hear because, like, if she's had it too many times, we're going to have to see a specialist. Mm. Um, so you haven't had to do that yet. Right. We haven't okay. yet. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. So then, you know, we're like, all right, we're just going to have to deal with this. Grace usually has fevers for a few days and then it gets she's better. She's a fevery person. She is very feverish. She yes, she's, she's got very, the fever. She is. She's got the fever. <laughs> she does indeed have the fever. Um, usually it's like four days of 103 plus and then she's good after that. It sounds great. It just burns it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in this case, you know, even even knowing that she was a high fever kid, um, the next day, we 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 get packed up. We're still like a little bit on the fence, but we're like, you know what? It's going to be a change of scenery. We know how to treat her. Like, you know, it's fine. We're, we're still going to go away. And it takes us like half of the day just to pack everything, even just for two days, you know, mm-hmm. with, with two kids packing up a car with all that shit. Um, particularly because like Luke is still sleeping in a pack and well, play. Well, the pack and, and it, the pack and play is the problem. But yeah, the, the, the the sleeping issue it adds just, so much. Just having complexity a kid who can't to walk too, so you have to bring the stroller. And, right. You know, it just adds to stuff that you have to bring. So that is true. It's funny on this trip. I noticed that because Henry is so mobile and yeah. sleeps in in a bed now. Yeah. It was very different than it right? would have been six months ago. Oh man! And with Grace too, even just going out nowadays, it's so much easier when I just go out with her because I can just pop her in and out of the car seat more easily. Mm-hmm. And, Strap so, her to the um, hood. Yeah, exactly. She loves that. <laughs> yeah. Loves it. It's like a convertible. Um, <laughs> Wee! And so so finally, you know, we leave, okay? And by this time, it's already like lunchtime. We were hoping to leave early in the morning. So we stop um, to get lunch. And it happens, thank God, to be near our doctor's office because we left lunch and we started reading, taking her temperature. I love, I love how you like hit the road and you stopped within your hometown. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's how <laughs> like that was Because we were like, you know what? We're hungry. We don't have anything in the fridge to eat right now. So we're right. just going to have to stop on the way. It was like 10 minutes closer to our destination <laughs> than our house. Well, we're doing good. Um, exactly. Um, and so we stop and, and eat. And then after we get to the car and Grace feels warm. So I take her temperature mm-hmm. and the damn... <laughs> we have a we have we've talked about thermometers, right? I think mm-hmm. we have, and how maybe get, not on the air, but yeah, you maybe and I not on the air. It, but yeah. man, you guys will find this, I'm sure, or relate to it, parents, that it's so hard to find like a good thermometer, you mm-hmm. know, other than doing it rectally, which is the most accurate. <laughs> but you really <laughs> but, don't want to have to do, weird. yeah, exactly. You don't want to have to do when you're out, and you certainly don't want to have to do it with you know kids after they're like one. Yeah, it's just um, it's just a, an awkward situation. It but, is. So know. we have one of these forehead ones, but very dependable. The the the, the butt temperature is oh, the best man, one. You right? won't get more dependable. Yeah, if you. <laughs> I'm not even going to go down this path, but yeah. It could go but down that, a that whole is, path. That, 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 that is the best way to get the accurate internal it temperature. It is. We didn't do that. We used the forehead one that we have, which we've come to just love. Um, which is one of those electronic one. contact. But exactly. Temporal yeah. lobe, I think it's called. Yeah. So so we did that, and it was it was actually reading the words H-I, uh, the words, <laughs> the word high, H-I, okay? Yeah. Because it just couldn't even register, apparently, how high Off the, the charts, temperature was. Right. I don't know. I think Did it they have like a little, a little limit? like like a little gauge that was like shaking. And it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and steam beep, coming beep, out. Beep, beep. It just actually called nine one one for us. <laughs> right, so right. you know, suddenly an ambulance appeared. Right. That was a little weird. 
Um, so suddenly we were like, oh, even though she gets high fevers, we're like, we should probably, you know, we took our, our own temperature to make mm-hmm. sure the thing was accurate and yeah. it was perfect. It was is like your, is your resting body temperature 5. pretty normal? Yeah, pretty Mine's much. Mine's like really low. Is it? Like sometimes it's like haunting. Like lizard low? Like 94 Is lizards that have really high, low temperatures well, or is If they're not high? in the sun. Yeah. They, they, well, they, they're cold blooded. So maybe you're part lizard. <laughs> That'd be an interesting but twist. you know, Henry has low body temperature too. So like yeah. so it's it's nice I'm not like the only weirdo in the family. How like, low we talking? But it could be that our foreheads are just thick. 97s, 98s. Like he's like in the 96.6 range really? sometimes, 97 point something. Yeah. Wow. But I literally sometimes it's that 93, which I think means I'm technically dead. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, well, honestly. that would explain some that things, would, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of answers coming from this. <laughs> so anyway. So we take it, and ours is normal. Hers is still reading high. A couple times it reads 107 point something. So we're like- That's we, out of control. This might be, yeah, something to call the doctor about. So we called. We brought her in. They were able to see us right away. Um, they took her temperature with their much more, you know, advanced, uh, expensive thing, and it was. Did like, they do the butt temperature? They didn't even they do did that. Not. I they was surprised. I thought they were going yeah. to, but the forehead one that they used read like 104s, which, you okay. know, not as high. Um, <laughs> and then they did a strep test again, even though the day before they had done it and ruled it out. Mm-hmm. So they did the strep test. Um, and Grace is just losing it because, you know, she's in pain, high fever. So I'm holding her facing me after the strep test, and she immediately just barfs all over me. Mm. Um, and so that was a mistake to tilt her towards me uh, in and that this state. Is a, this is on the way to your Yeah, so this trip, is in right. the doctor's office where we have the whole car packed with stuff to go. Right. I'm covered in puke now. Um, more of it is on me than on her at this point, but we still, like, changed her because we have to change clothes for her, not me. Right. You know, not just, like, in the diaper bag. Um, so whatever I deal with that and, you know, clean up myself up with like a pack of wipes that they have at the doctor's so office. Sad. And of course it is strep after all that. Okay. <laughs> so now we're like a day later getting the stupid antibiotic for it. And right. we could have started it a day before and it would have been in her system. So, and meanwhile, I'm like, John hasn't texted about getting there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. we were meeting up the next morning and right. I was like waiting for like the news of like, Hey, we're here. Like everything. And I'm like, it's like sun's going down. <laughs> <laughs> They're not there yet. Yeah, so we ultimately did decide to still go because, you know, we were getting on the fence about it because she had a high fever still, and yeah. it's like, what do we want to do? But the doctor assured us that, you know, she's on the antibiotic, you can still feel free to go. Right. Um, and we did, and, you know, it, I, I raised this all just to, not just to tell this long-ass story about, you know, sick kids <laughs> and barf, but because I felt like it was a good moment where... Um, it's about how you want to experience it. So, like, <laughs> we could have easily let that ruin our, our weekend. And then, you know, sure enough, Luke got sick a couple of days mm-hmm. later, too. And, like, it sucks. really does. But, you know, you roll with it. We made the best of the weekend. We still had fun. Yeah, we had a, um, we, like, we had a good day and a half yeah. where nobody was, like, super ill. And <laughs> exactly. it was great. It is, it's what you do. It's like if you get a super high fever, like, make an egg on your forehead. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Like, go exactly. for it. Like, right? see what you can oh, do. I like yeah. what you did like, there. Like, burn through a make wall an egg, and yeah. try, right? Yeah. <laughs> When life gives you a fever, make breakfast on your head. <laughs> I love it. Um, hashtag just winging it. Yeah, just winging it. Um, that was so, a great trip. So it was. Yeah. It was a really good trip. We had fun. and uh, So John grew up working summers in a candy store. Just a little bit of background oh, on this. Yeah, and, so we still go up there on Weir's Beach in New Hampshire. Right. And, so, mm-hmm. and so, so part of this trip, which which has become independently of the of John's family, a big vacation thing for our family in, right. in the last few years, which is kind of a weird coincidence. It is. Because it's not like this metropolis. It's like kind of a random place. Metropolis. Uh, uh, but uh, but part of why we were excited about this is to visit John's childhood, you know, candy and ice cream emporium. So we get out of the car and it's three million degrees outside. It's almost as warm <laughs> as your daughter's forehead. It was right. so hot it did, the, outside. The thermometer stopped working. Yeah, it just said hi and went. Arr! Yep. 
it was crazy hot. And so we're getting out of the car. And of course, like Henry and Jude are both like, Daddy, it's so warm. <laughs> Melting. And I'm, I'm like, I'm like falling down. We're like walking down this hill that feels like coming down from the Himalayas. It's like so hot. And I'm like, you know, giving, I'm calling you to figure out like where we're supposed to go. And like the I phone could hear is the like panic burning on my Or the confusion, I think it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was the disorientation. You were delirious at so that point. Uh-huh. I was like, we've been out for three seconds. And if we're not indoors again within 10 seconds, this is the end of our lives. <laughs> So we figure out where to go, uh, and it was delicious. You made us ice cream. It was amazing. We go sit outside, and because it's so hot, yeah. like instantaneously, everything is melting, uh-huh. and like <laughs> like Henry's like dunking his head on the ice cream cone, and it's <laughs> and like all over my shirt. Dipped, and yeah, cherry dipped cherry, vanilla which, which you cone. Gotta, you got to get cherry dipped. I mean, in general, like that to me is like it's the good go-to. stuff. It's but so it good. was at that point, your whole hand was like bloodied up. Yeah, and I was like, dip. help me! Mm-hmm. I'm like dripping blood. Um, but that being said, it was a great trip. So I'm glad it was. It was, it was a lot of fun. Our kids got to hang out. Uh, they got to go. So we went to a restaurant called Patrick's Restaurant, which is not named. I mean, since I visited it for the first time, they've named it. For they me, decided to leave it that way. They're, they were, they were like, going to actually yeah. change the name of it, but then you visited, and it was like, like a, oh, this was this was the right all along. This, this, this is the way we should have named this exactly. place in 1848 or whenever it was. And there it is. Now there's a plaque so with they your give name you, on it. They give you crowns at this mm-hmm. place that say Patrick's on it. So of course, the first time we visited, I requested. A crown for myself because it's it's my name and naturally I, I like being royalty. Yeah, but uh, it was really cute because our kids got to like sit there it at the table so with their little crowns on that all said my name on it, <laughs> and uh, and color and have a great time. And it was nice to see them interacting. So I'm really glad we got. It to was do that. yeah. And now we're back to reality, talking yeah. to you. So you want to talk about unreality and talk <laughs> about physics a little bit? I think we should. I think we ought to if we're ever going to get into anything of substance in this episode. So yeah, who knows what the fuck this show's about. So the moral of the story is that there are mechanical means, you know, well, kind of mechanical means, to be able to achieve levitation. And uh, if you wanted to do it with electricity, it would be... <laughs> I mean, like Doug's calculation said yeah. it, would, it would take a gigavolt, a gigavolt yeah. which is like basically apocalyptic. Like when he's talking about like electricity arcing off of the body, like that yeah. would be, you know... Like that's the formation of electro, and in it Spider-Man sounds like we couldn't basically. just because he he did indicate and uh, he scaled it up from an MRI, you know, to indicate to help us get an understanding of like the well, that's um, the magnetic. Oh, that was the magnetic yeah, one. You're right, right, you're right. right. You're so, right. so, so, so the moral of this is like, so, so screw the electricity. That's not going to work. Let's just rule it out because it's probably not going to happen. Right. But yeah. if we had a tremendous amount of magnetic force on the scale of, say, 50 Tesla, which has never been done, as far as we know, physically in this, you know, globe of ours before, right. we could theoretically levitate a human and there would be no side effects to it. Yeah. So, uh, that we know of at the moment. That, we, that frog. That we discovered yet. I don't know if there was like a long term study of that frog's life and how, uh, you know, he went on to live after that. I wonder if he was changed um, by that experience. If he was like, I'm well, no longer fully. What frogged. if there were subtle changes in his mind after yeah. that? We'll we'll never know. Well, I know? mean, he's probably still being observed. Yeah, but I like. But I, I, I think the idea is that like it doesn't interact with your. You'll, with you'll your probably be okay. Kind of yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I, I'm I'm saying more not necessarily from like a matter perspective, but from a or like a brain chemistry perspective, mm-hmm. but more from like a like a an existential perspective. Yes, like yes. I have become more than a frog. Right. I have become death. <laughs> destroyer of worlds <laughs> and he's, he writes the bhagavad gita and that's that i, I i'm just assuming all that, like, because of this because think about being a, like you're a frog right you you have i mean first off for one thing frogs are fucking disgusting i'm sorry I, a lot of people try to convince me otherwise on this oh no they are gross they have permeable skin yeah. that breathes it's disgusting could you imagine that and they vomit up their own insides to cover themselves in a mucus coating which i mean there's some well i'm gonna make a political joke but i won't <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's an absolutely disgusting organism. But they're they're cute, you know, 
in theory. In theory. Drawings of, of them are cute, I yes, guess. Yes, exactly, because you, you get know? away from the whole slick, kind of disgusting skin surface. But yeah. picture this. Like, you're you're a fucking amphibian, came, come from tadpole, born of, you know, mother, born of became, a, became a tadpole, <laughs> and then you all of a sudden are just floating in the air. Yeah. I mean, are they even equipped to sense that? No, they're fucking frogs. But what if he did? What if the frog that levitated was the one frog that was like, I've become more than a frog? Oh, man. I don't know who we talked to about that, but anyway, the Wait a minute. the story. And, and since that frog had that experience, what about its kids? Yeah. What, what will they experience? Do you yeah, think they're like, Daddy sleep? just fucking floated in the air, <laughs> and he's fine. Although now he spouts the bug off Maybe Akita, by breaking that, uh, shattering the ceiling of levitation, and whether or not we can, those kids will never grow up knowing that Frogs can't levitate, yeah. and, and well, therefore... And think about the complexes they're going to have. And therefore, maybe they can levitate, Patrick. Oh, maybe that's how we get to the yogi thing. Ah, uh, right. right. Either that, or they're going to have such an inferiority complex. They'll be like, yeah, you know what? Dad fucking flies, yeah, yeah. okay? <laughs> he can fly <laughs> in the air. I saw him, and I can't even graduate high school. Right. Everybody's Froggy just always asking them, you know, if they can meet their dad. Yeah. You know, but right. it's never about that. It's never going to happen. Never about like, the no. kids. He's, he's uh, got his head So the moral of the story is, if you're a parent, you probably shouldn't levitate. Like, give your kids the chance to levitate. Right. If you figure it out, if mm-hmm. you build this device... Just, just don't let your parents, your kids know about it. That being said, right. I think you know we've been talking a lot about being you know, being sponsored by Casper mattresses, Stamps.com, you know, the YMCA <laughs> on this show. I think bigger. we need to get sponsored by all of them and also do a Kickstarter and do a Patreon and put all of the money that we make oh my towards building a gigantic You're MRI right. style machine that generates. It was, would 50 it be like a thousand Tesla. MRIs? Yeah, I it probably no, probably be like millions of them. I, I mean, this is again, I have no. Well, idea. yeah, no, no. Doug did the back of yeah. the envelope calculation. I don't remember what it was, but it was a lot of MRI machines. But is it yeah, that, that right, simple? Right, right, right. Is right, it actually because right. I don't know enough about this how it works? But is it that if you had that many MRI machines, the collective energy of them would create it, or is it that you have to create something that equals that? You know what I mean? Yeah. So right, do they right, actually right. add up? Probably right. not. Or is it like know. acoustics, where you know if you have two things that are that mm-hmm. are the same volume, it's not twice as loud. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So this is another Doug question. You don't have to call in this time, Doug. You can just text <laughs> me and I'll read it. But if you do call in, I hope it's at least a half hour long. Please. Um, and uh, and this is just a, an informal announcement that the goal of the show is now basically only to bankroll the creation of a gigantic magnetic device. Yeah. To I mean, the thing is, it, maybe somebody's done it, but if they had done it, there would have been protesters at it, so we would have heard about it. It's like when when they did the CERN lab, you know. Yeah. Like there were people who were like, "This will open a black hole." You know, <laughs> God doesn't like gay people. You know, you get all you get all the protesters <laughs> there. If somebody had built a fifty Tesla strong magnetic levitation device, yeah. there would have been people protesting it. I would imagine. Which makes me think that they but haven't that, done it that yet. that assumes that it's gotten out there, you know? Like, what if someone's been just working on this just in, in their, their garage? Basement? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that could be us. I think it that's could why be. we need money. Yeah. And also, Doug was, you know, he pointed out, of course, that, like, rightly so, that what we're talking about here is, uh, you know, Sigourney Weaver and Ghostbusters. And Ghostbusters, yeah. I love that he used that as I an know, example, too. too. It's like the only time Sigourney Weaver's come up on this podcast, not in the context of right? the Alien, exactly. which I found really as soon refreshing, as he said Sigourney actually, Weaver, yeah. I was like, oh, here comes I was Alien. I like, Gorillas then, in the Mist? Yeah, oh, yeah. no, okay, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, anyway, he pointed out that this is how you would get to a place where someone could levitate without actually having anything on their body or using something directly right. underneath Right, not like them. doing it like a stationary parachute thing or yeah, yeah right right but right. um but you know maybe there maybe there's some some lightweight <laughs> material that we could wear or something that's a little subtle 
you know, uh, backpack, uh, what's it called? Uh, with the rocket jetpack jet kind of thing going on. <laughs> you know, I'll settle for that. Have you ever seen yeah, those that's guys? Kind of, jet that kind of works. Yeah. Or, did, or like have the, you seen the, the water the ones? The water ones? Yeah. I know. I know. Insane. It, that looks so much fun. But it did does. you see the ones that are not water-based that those guys did in Dubai a few I think I ago? watched it on YouTube. That is, yeah. I'm like, how do you, how do you I didn't not, go to Dubai. How do you not it, die doing that? You yeah. should have gone to Dubai to see it, honestly. You missed <laughs> I have been to Dubai. Have you really? Briefly, yeah. I wanted to, and then I went on like the Dubai tourism website, and I was like, I might not do well. Oh, man, the place is insane. Yeah. We went, I was on a trip to Ethiopia and we I ended up getting um overnight in Dubai cuz our plane got delayed. Mm-hmm. And uh it, it's pretty wild. I I don't I I didn't love it to be honest. It felt like the soul of the place was gone yeah. and it had just been so commercialized. Um you know, there's this massive mall. One of the images that stuck with me is um this guy who had <laughs> who was doing curls with a bunch of shopping bags from all these like designer <laughs> stores that he had just gone to. He was doing curls. Oh my God, it's so With profound. all the designer bags and that pretty much summed up that experience in that mall for me. That's like, um, that's, the image is just, it's just perfect. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, Dubai, that's another tangent. Well, it's something I'm curious about which segues us into just one yeah. the topic of this episode. And how this levitation thing ever came to being exactly. and that, the way that we followed it up, you know? It's because we asked the why question. The why question. The why question. Why, why, Not why, YMCA why, why, for why, once why. in this podcast. Yeah, exactly. But the W-H-Y, why question. And now we want to talk about it in the context of kids and how, you know, what to do when they ask that question, how we respond, and, you know, how when we ask those why questions ourselves, right? Exactly. So before we had kids, this was something that I was pretty upfront about, and, and we talked about this in the show a while ago. But I, w- I, I kind of made this pledge to myself, and I kind of sh- you know made my pledge in blood as, as well it, in blood. Actually, it was a cherry dip uh, ice cream cone. So <laughs> it's <laughs> it a much more sweet fun and yeah. uh, very effective. I like visually. It. I like it. Um, so I basically was like, I think that the greatest attribute you can have as a person, other than empathy and mm-hmm. love, mm-hmm. is curiosity. Yeah. I think so. That's third like the- greatest, to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. But it's the third yeah. greatest there, there was kind of a longer list than I went into it with. So one of the many things, maybe twelfth on the list, is yeah. curiosity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, I mean the, no, pe- no, the people I, that I meet that I always man. want to hang out with are people mm-hmm. that are curious. Yep. The people. Do who, you ask them that before you? you I know, do. Get, they fill out a questionnaire. A survey relationship. Monkey. Yeah. yeah. Survey Sponsored monkey. by SurveyMonkey.com. Yep. Greatest way to do a survey. Easy. It's so easy. It is. I just love SurveyMonkey. You can just shoot them out. Ninety day return policy. Maybe not. Try it out for hundred days. If you don't like it, you can send it back. You can get your free money back. Um and. So I was like, I really want to cultivate in the kids the sense that they can ask that question. But I also don't want them to always be just asking us. So I, I wanted to be more upfront about right. how to find the information out on their own. That being said, at this point, neither of them can read. I was going to say, yeah. So are they plugged into Google? We're not and, quite there yeah, yet. Encyclopedias. But they do, though, have, we do have, a, you know, an Echo mm-hmm. device. Yeah. In, in Isn't that a game changer when it comes to yeah. accessing technology for kids? Yeah. You know? Obviously, we're going to talk about that on, on a technology episode yes, or two at some point. Yes, we need to. But that is huge. And even Henry can trigger it because he goes, Lecta. Oh, it's the and cutest, it, and it isn't picks it? Up, and, then he, and then he just goes, because <laughs> he doesn't know what to say next. He goes, Lecta, and it goes, Beep. There's so much pressure as soon so as that cute. blue light comes on. It's like they have to say fast enough, and they and have to say something that makes sense. And then fart, and yeah. then makes a fart noise. It's so cute. Does that really work? Oh, my God. Does oh, it work? Oh, I'm going home. Everybody, gonna, everybody, everybody. After wait, we on. record this podcast, I'm going home and doing it. Everybody go near an Alexa device right now. Turn this up. Get your headphones out. You ready? Alexa, fart for me. And there you go. You're welcome. It'll do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just so made, so tr- made trigger that. Day. Yeah. I hope everybody had a nice little <laughs> fart noise. So, um, so they're able to like ask it some things now, which is which is really great. Yeah. But in the meantime, it's very much a driven process of them coming to us with questions. So I was like, so Micah and I both feel really strongly that like we're going to answer it as to the best of our ability, 
and also to model that idea of if you don't actually know the answer to something because there are things that you know I don't surprise surprise no. don't know the answer to I you, know wait a shocking. minute wait a minute can you repeat that again yeah, there are things that I don't know the answer to although I do know how to levitate a frog now so you know, <laughs> that, that list is a little bit shorter it's a little bit shorter now um, but the process of figuring it out is really fun and Jude had one yesterday yeah. that now I can't remember I wanted to bring it up on the show it'll come to me at some point in the context of this uh, yeah. podcast. But but, and, but the, the idea being that if you don't know the answer to something, keep going down that list of things. Like, come up with a hypothesis. It'll take you on a journey. And then test it out. Right? Yeah. So how, what, what's your approach to it? Oh, I so agree with you. I mean, and even, again, before kids, I realized that this was something that has been really important to me in my life. Um, I, th- I feel like it's something that you, you start to stray away from after uh, school. Mm-hmm. You know, after whatever school means to you, if you uh, college or second degree, yeah, kindergarten, kindergarten. <laughs> whenever you stop going to school, <laughs> um, because it's not like forced on you. So you, frankly, like the easier thing to do is not to follow up on the questions that you might have right. <laughs> or to just ask less questions. And I was thinking about this, too, as we get older. Um, I feel like, you know, asking questions isn't necessarily something that's encouraged in life as much as mastering something. And I think mastery is a really important thing in that. You know, in whatever career we go into or um, hobbies we have or whatever, it feels really good to like know more and more and more about something. Though I, I think that the more for anything that you want to master, the more you know, you realize there's more that you don't know on that. Which thing. is the Dronen Kruger, the opposite of the Dronen um, Kruger effect, which I was just talking about like an hour ago with somebody. Yeah, so, yeah. So you, you know that that no. concept. So, so the Dronen Kruger effect, at least which, not by name. I might not be saying correctly. I think it's Dronen. Drunning Cougar? I don't know. People look it up. Is that the but one the where idea... you distinguish between a robot and a human? No, <laughs> no, no. That's uh, that's that's a separate test. Uh, I have a podcast about that one actually. Yeah, you do. Good. Throw um, it out there. What's it called? Yeah, Shoulder of Orion. The All right, podcast. go listen to we, it. We actually we actually just dealt with the Turing test, which is what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Turing um, test is the hu- is the actual one, but what is it called in Blade Runner? Oh, the Voight-Kampff test. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. Um, so the separate tangent for another time. Nope. Um, what the hell was I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm thinking My about bad. Blade Runner again. Um, <laughs> we were talking about um, uh, asking why and then... Uh, oh man! Oh my God! I lost, lost my train of thought. This is the first we time. lost. Oh, this is it. Hang on, hang on, hang I on. Feel like we... Okay, when you when we edit this episode, we got to make sure we have a sound effect here of a train crashing. Because... Oh, I was thinking... <laughs> or of a trumpet. Okay, good. But it could be a train crashing. Yeah, it works This never way. happened to us. We can always... We've always oh, been able Jordan to bring Cougar it back. Effect. All right. Oh, you I see, I bought you enough time that you did it. That's true. Now okay. we don't have to edit this out. So this effect is... It's by two, psych, two psychoanalysts or whatever. I don't know. I, I, I know very little about the background of this thing. It's from the late 90s. Yeah. And the idea is that the less you know about something, but the, the more confident you are that you would be good at it. That's right. But the more you learn about something, the less confident you get that you're actually truly oh, a master yes, of yes. it. And then, of course, it evens <clears> out again because then you actually do become an actual master of something. And you're very confident with your skill set. Yeah. But this is something we see a lot of the time in certain political things where people assume they can do anything and they can't because they just don't realize what they don't know. Yeah. And most people then, you know, try to learn more and, and are uh, human adults about it. But anyway, right. another right. thing. And there's actually a great model, situational leadership model, it's called, um, <laughs> that applies to, uh, you know, work life, I suppose, more specifically, you know, whether you're managing people or um, you just want to sort of think about how you develop as, a, as an individual. Um, that is this a leading from where you sit? Positions right? it in this way. Yeah, it is. Um, it's one of the trainings the, that's offered at Oxfam um, and that I've found to be really useful in understanding how we learn about things because you do go from this place of um, really excited. You go into a topic and like, you know, you just jump in. You don't know what you don't know. So mm-hmm. it's just like exciting. And then you start to realize, oh, I really don't know a lot about this. Right. And it's overwhelming. And you actually 
get a little bit demotivated. Um, and then you start to know more and more and like you, you have a good sense of what you know, right? Mm-hmm. And then you go to, you get to like full mastery where you, you can do it with your hands behind your mm-hmm. back. Like you're just so good at it. Um, so yeah, I think it's there's exactly something the powerful. Thing, right. right, Exactly. I'm sure it's built on the same premise right. there. And so I think it is powerful um, if, if you embrace this idea that we're always students and we will never know everything there is to know. And that the only way to really, you know, keep building on our skills um, or maybe keep finding meaning in life. I don't know. Maybe that's too broad to say, but I think, you know, <laughs> I guess that's is this a little, in the book that Dalai Lama wrote. Yeah, exactly. Archbishop Jasmine Tutu. It yeah. probably is. Um, but I mean, I don't know. It'd be so much less interesting to just approach life with a mindset that you know everything you need to know. Well, would it be because I feel like the people that approach life like that are are intellectually inflexible and incurious people? So, like, so the, <laughs> the, the people who don't realize that they don't know things are also the people who don't care that they don't know things because they yeah, don't maybe. have the capacity to realize that there's more to the world than their own experience of it. But this is a depressing angle for this conversation. Wow, it is. So let's 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 take let's the assumption back, that everybody yeah. is not necessarily of that mindset, and that there is this generalized desire to know more. And how do you deal with that? And how do you inculcate in your children a sense of curiosity about the universe? Yeah. And so well, something that I really like doing is, um, well, I like when Jude asks something that is that I truly don't know the answer to. And then we try to like find a corollary for it. So we try to like think of other things that function a similar way. And then and you, you know, work through it. Yeah. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. So why don't we go ahead and take a break here and uh, and let's ask each other the why questions. Yes, okay? let's want, do want it. Want me to do it for you first? All right, go for okay. it. Um, John. Oh, my God. Okay, why <laughs> does you. the wind blow? Why does the wind blow? Well, Patrick, that's a great question. Sounds like a folk song. Why does, why the... does the wind blow on my toes? Let's and listen I to a little ditty by sleep. Bob Dylan here, yeah. blowing in the wind. Yeah. Why does the wind blow? Why well, wind Patrick, blow? <clears throat> there <laughs> we live on the planet Earth. And, and, and Mary, you're explaining this to me as basically grace. We'll, we'll, we'll say, explain this to me like I'm three. Okay? Patrick, I always talk to you as if you were three. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Thanks. For, I do appreciate it. Patrick, that's a great question. Why does the wind blow? Well, I mean, on on this planet, I wouldn't actually you say that. Um, we have weather. Do you, <laughs> Why? I don't know. I can't do this. Why? Well, there's weather patterns on Earth because that's still too advanced. Why? Let's go watch Sesame Street. <laughs> All right, do, do, it to, do it to me. Do it to me. All right, I'm ask, 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 you the ask same me a new question. question. No, ask, ask me a new question. We'll get, we'll get a clean start. All right, this better be fucking good. Daddy, why are lizards green? It's weird that you call me daddy. I'm, I'm picturing it like <laughs> daddy, like D A D D I, all capitals. Why are lizards? You didn't green? have to make it weird. <laughs> why are lizards green? Well, lizards are green because of the environments that they usually live in. They need to blend into them. And so over time, lizards that look a certain way have met up with other lizards that look a certain way and made babies together that look the right way for their environment. What are environments? Environments are like places in the world that have similar attributes. So for example, like it's really cold and it's also got sort of, uh, there's not much snow, but it's still cold. So it's like a cold desert and it's got little fish that swim in it and a couple of bears. That, for example, is an environment. And also, like, your bedroom is an environment. It's a small one. Are there bears in my bedroom? No, there's not. But that's also not a why question. Why? <laughs> why aren't there bears in your oh, bedroom? Oh, man, you're good at well, this. There's no bears in your bedroom because they don't like that environment because they don't have enough food there and because they can't really get into it because they live outside. Oh, that's why I can't eat in my bedroom. Yeah. Okay. That's so, good. so, like, that's, 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 an, that's an example of it. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. So, so the <laughs> idea is that um, 
It's not easy to do. It's not. And also, here's something that I found pretty early on. Jude had a phase where <laughs> he was very clearly asking why but not caring about it. Like, he was oh. just... He was, and and it, we, we used to, like, tease him about it. We made songs, yeah. like... Because you could tell the way that he says it when he goes, why... And he's like clearly playing his Game yeah, Boy, yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. like, you, you don't can see it, you don't care. And then I, I, but I still would answer the question all the way through, and then you go, why? <laughs> and then I would just start saying just random things and seeing he was paying attention. Why? That's hilarious. So yeah, so so there are times like that, but now he's back over the curve again because he's intellectually able to kind of understand it yeah. more now. Something it's, else that we've always done is is not baby talk very much with our kids. It's yeah. not like we never do it, but in general, we we try to address them like they're capable of understanding what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the hope. That they will ask for follow up when they don't understand, which well, and that's, does sometimes. That's really smart. I mean, I've heard this around language in particular. That's really good to be using, you know, big words, and because a lot of it, I mean, so much of our own language we pick up because we hear words in context, and then we start yeah, to understand right. what that exactly. word means, and exactly. so um, that part makes a lot of sense. But I find this so hard, like that wind question, because it really then calls into question, like, oh, I actually, I can't really, I don't know enough mm. about how that works to explain it. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and that's okay, which is, of course, what we're getting at to here, too, because, you know, your point about looking stuff up and, like, being okay with that, because it goes back to we're parents, you know, we're human beings, um, and we're not these, like, infallible creatures that, you know, control your destiny. Although, I mean, we're closer to it now that we know how to levitate a frog. To, to be clear. That is, we've turned we're, we're getting there. We're, we're getting closer we're to trying. it. We're trying. Right, exactly. But that is always a struggle, because, like, you want to be... There is part of us that wants to be that person for our kids, you know, like we want to be seen as intelligent parents who are looking out for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> to, to some extent. Right. <laughs> but we I also... think the ship has sailed for... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they have any illusions that I'm that, intelligent. That's hilarious. I think, yeah, they're like, daddy's... I doubt that's daddy, true. Daddy's an idiot. Yeah. yeah. Well... But, but, but I'm an idiot that enjoys learning things. You're a funny idiot. Which is... Yeah, you're, you're a funny idiot, dad. <laughs> we'll keep him around. He makes us laugh. It's fun, though... Having uh, like for them to know that I don't know the answer to everything, yeah. and that Micah doesn't know the answer to yeah. everything, but it's fun to figure out how. So like, so that's sometimes the key we'll to it. it. You up. can't just right. say, "Oh, I don't know," and then leave it at that. I mean, you right. can, and frankly, can. that's <laughs> and people do. I mean, to be fair, I'm not saying that this is like advice for all parents. I mean, or the, all the time, because right. like if you if they ask you that question and you're out like doing something, I mean, what I are you going to do? Still answer it though. You do, don't you? You're like in the middle of it's an like opera. My thing. It's, it's like it's like it's, <laughs> I don't know why you're taking the kids yeah. to an opera, but <laughs> well, no, Jude actually has been to some classical music performances. And, the, so. and if he asked you in the middle of that performance, you'd I stop. would tell him to shut the fuck up because it's not proper concert decorum, and I'm a composer, and I have to have a <laughs> yeah, yeah, responsible yeah. child. All right, good, good. God damn it, you Jude. draw the line somewhere. No, actually, it's funny. He's he's really well behaved. I take him to new music concerts, which you know that's what awesome. I write, which is yeah, like a little, of course, a little so edgy sometimes. Sense, yeah. And and he's uh, he's actually really respectful about it. That's um, awesome. Which is which is cool. But um, no, I, I really do try, even though I don't always want to, to continue to answer the questions yeah. as best I can because I because I feel like it's also just kind of a fun exercise for me because it's like a chance to uh, kind of stretch my brain a little bit and to think outside. Right, the box, and that's the know? thing that I what I was saying in terms of you know after school after as in not after school as in you're gonna get beat up after school but um, after you're done <laughs> with your schooling right. You you don't have to do that as much, and it is much more self driven, mm-hmm. you know. So like in any job or whatever, like you're going to learn new stuff, and um, a lot of it is determined by you, like how far you want to take that to understand a particular topic or whatever. And right. so it is kind of nice having kids, you know, force that on you where you have to like stop and look something up, and, right? And it does, like you say, stretch your mind, which I think is probably good for all of us to do. And it makes you, and, and it helps you with the whole running. I, I, I feel like I'm not getting these names are Dunning Kruger, running Freddy Kruger, the Freddy Kruger, the Freddy Kruger effect. That, that yeah. the more you are, that the more what you know is put into question, the more you're aware that you don't know it, 
And it's a really nice moment of like being like, you know what? There, there are fundamental laws about the nature of the universe that I, I just don't know that I've taken for granted my yeah, whole life. Yeah. So like it keeps you humble, right? Because yep. like I'm pretty good with trivia. Like I, I, do, I do know a lot of random shit, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's nice you to realize do. just how much I don't know. You know? Right. It, it's, it's a really human moment. The I other think. really neat thing is when you can put yourself in situations where you, you pick up stuff that you never even asked. Mm-hmm. Because there's also um, something challenging around uh, learning. Maybe we're broadening it a bit, but... Um, you you can only sort of like understand things that you even ask, know what to ask for to begin with, right? To get on that path. And so, in the case of kids, they're asking questions that you n- maybe didn't ever ask yourself, right? And so or that's that really you probably asked yourself as a young person and forgot about. Yeah, that's possible right? for sure, right? Because at a certain um, point, you 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 don't you don't need to look into the minutia of life to navigate it. Right? That's right. Like and at, the at older we get, the less to... we probably do that, right? For, yeah. for survival. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. If yeah. I stopped and thought about why lizards were green every day, you know, I would never get anywhere, <laughs> right? Um, but it's it's but it's it's also but it's also fun to wonder why you know or to wonder why uh, certain animals live in certain places and to wonder why the apple falls down from the tree you know yeah talk about it and it's fun to pick up on some of that stuff in ways that you didn't expect either and an example that came to mind for me is uh, I you know I I I'm a big fan of the New Yorker mm-hmm. um, and it's a magazine that what hashtag I, Perfect Friday yeah <laughs> what I love so much about that about New Yorker is that you can read an incredibly in depth article on something that you never would have chosen to read about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you, uh, in other magazines or outlets or media, um, or actually let's use Facebook as the example. We're getting served up the stuff that we're going to click to begin with. Right. And so you have to be somewhat interested in it to click it, and it's often worded in ways that, you know, piques your interest and it's targeted to you specifically. Mm-hmm. And there is what is called an echo chamber around a lot of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, this happens with any media that you're reading to some extent too. New Yorker has particular, you know, writers and perspectives and all that. But, um, but I love being able to just pick up an article that will teach me something that I never actually asked to know, right? <laughs> and right. and then to read about it. And you know, oftentimes I don't necessarily retain that information because it's like useless for my day to day life. Because you don't need to. Um, but but you're taken through the process of learning something. Exactly. Right. Yeah. To me, the, I love New Yorker. Um, the New Yorker review of books is my favorite periodical. Mm. I just I just absolutely love that yeah. so much. And. It's the same thing, but kind of taken to another level in terms of like just the the sheer weird breadth of what they cover in there. Because it's it's under the it's 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 officially a book review periodical. Yeah, yeah but it's right, really, right. It's really a lot more than that. Of course, a lot. It's, it's sort of like a magazine of ideas. Uh-huh. And the the writing is so erudite and long that mm. that a lot. I mean, and and it's about such weirdly diverse things like you know naturalists in the eighteen hundreds, and then you know a review <laughs> of like a pop album, and then you know some like and then an interview with an astronaut. But it's written out in such a beautiful way mm. that you kind of can't help but read it. And actually, Robert Silver, who just died a couple of years ago, the guy that started it, co-started it, had this this notion that you can, if you have somebody who's fundamentally intelligent and curious and writes really well, mm-hmm. they can write about basically anything and make it into something worth reading. Yeah. So it's so the whole idea is you give somebody a fascinating book to read, and if they're the right kind of person, they can read it, and then they can regurgitate it to you in a way that takes you through the the experience of learning it, of like the wonderful magic of finding something you didn't already know about. So those are two great magazines. For yeah. yeah. And in a way, isn't that what we're trying to do in this show? You know, start with a topic. I don't know what we're trying to do in this show. <laughs> particularly, no clue. particularly this episode. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, but no, it's like you approach a topic from your perspective. You you try to read up on it. You know, when it comes to parenting, and then at the end of the day, you experience it. Right. You're just right. doing it because you have to. Right. Um, and then you come out with a perspective and a an opinion on you know, the approach that you want to take. And then Mm -hmm. that is shaping another, like, being into the way that they're thinking, right? Right, right. And so for us, I'll say it for me, 
a lot of that I look at as not just like um, teaching them what to think, trying to avoid some of that and more about how to think, like Mm -hmm. to be able to equip them to, you know, ask the questions and do some of the thinking that we're talking about that is, uh, I guess, critical thinking is where it comes into play, right? Right. It's like by encouraging the why question, you're saying you should ask questions. You shouldn't even believe what I'm telling you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like some healthy skepticism is a good thing. Um, yeah, and it and, does and, if seem... it, and if you don't believe me, then tell me that, and yeah. let's talk it through. You right, know, right? Because we don't do that a lot as adults. A lot of the, I mean, I'm just as guilty of it as anybody. Like a lot of my the media that I consume, for one thing, is politically affiliated with the, the things that I believe in, kind of at least on some right, level. Right, you right, know? right. Like, like I'm not reading, I'm not reading the New Yorker to get necessarily a you know an antithetical opinion. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, but I a lot of the time find myself not even questioning whether or not what I'm reading is necessarily true and representative and full scoped Mm -hmm. and it might just be something that i'm choosing because it feels good to be reinforced it's true yeah so i mean i think asking that why question i think we could all stand to ask it more um and you know i'm losing my voice (laughs) i'm getting very emotional and it's just we gotta ask the question the tough question this why questions really got me but it's Um, true i mean that is the question is 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 why you know like like investigative journalists i feel like are great at that you know about asking why is this thing that we've taken for granted the way that it is yes exactly and we want to raise there kids is so who much do that. that we do take for granted right and yeah. i'm not saying i want to raise a conspiracy theorist but i, I want to raise a kid <laughs> please, who, yeah yeah please jesus don't please, we've got enough of that please right jude now, and henry seriously. Uh, but i, I want to raise people who will you know be curious about what's what's really happening and not this, not just in terms of geopolitics or something but just in terms of just everyday phenomena like why does a train run like crap sometimes you know like like why has it not been fixed yet right and then what can i do to, to help to fix it why you know? can't people levitate why can't people levitate yeah or why aren't why aren't we seeing them levitate let's, or what let's would be... happen to a frog if they were in the ability to do that right Exactly. There's a lot of things that we don't know about. So you got to ask why to get to the bottom of it. You have got to ask. Also, why. what's funny with kids' questions a lot of the time is that they're so bizarre. Like, uh, like one that I remember. Which is so wonderful. One that I remember it. is is why does glue not dry when it's in the bottle? Mm-hmm. And I just never, I had never thought of that before. I hadn't, so I had to look it <laughs> really? up. Really? Yeah, I had just never, I had never yeah. been like, oh yeah, that's a good point because I mean, it's not magical. The, the idea is that it interacts with air, right? Right. right. But like, I, I had never stopped and. Consider that, yeah. you know, yeah, and it's yeah, something yeah. now that I stopped and consider about. It, I'm like, oh, the people that engineered that did a really good job. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the permeability of the vessel that it's actually applied from. Yep, and also just in terms of the compound that it can react to the air and completely change states like that. You know, and so quickly, it's pretty freaking cool, right? It's very cool. Or uh, you know, we talk a lot about uh, about ice versus like the states of water because mm-hmm. that's a really crazy thing. The it fact is. that water can exist in three different. It's states. a good example of things we just totally take for granted. Yeah, and and you know, you learn it as a kid, and it's like in the context of oh, the like the water cycle, like oh, yeah, goes in the <laughs> ocean <laughs> but then you think about it as an adult and you're like this block of ice in my hand is freaking solid and can support serious weight yep but give it five minutes outside and it becomes something totally different that can transform into any shape you can imagine yeah or, or put that ice directly on a super hot plate and it will fucking sublimate yeah exactly and skip a state and become a uh, an cloud vapor how right. crazy is that yeah right but we but we lose that or we like do. like flying in an airplane you know like like you and i both travel a lot i'm going to nairobi in september that's gonna be yeah cool. yeah um and and every time i'm on an airplane i have this like little this little moment where i'm like this is amazing right and then it goes away because i'm like okay now i have a million things to do <laughs> just like we talked about in the last episode i have you know six audiobooks to get yeah. through and yeah, i have yeah, to do yeah, a report yeah. um and uh but it's it's a kid will stay in that moment mm-hmm and we'll talk about it over time and we'll return to it and be like, can you believe that we just flew through the air? And it's like, yeah, that's 
Amazing. And then what's cool, and this is there's a whole story about this episode about this, <laughs> is then they can ask why. Like, how did that happen? Yeah. And then instead of just saying to an adult, being like, well, it's the Venturi effect, you can be like, well, it's because you have force and drag and weight and lift, and this is how they interact with each other, and you get a lot of things bunching up under the wing, and it makes you lift up because the air molecules are thicker. Man, there, you you're know? good at this. And you, well, no, but that's the story, the story Bots episode. But the, oh, the, the, yeah. the, whole, the whole notion behind Storybots is that <laughs> right, like right. kids, it's it's kids asking questions, yeah. and then getting really interesting long form answers. Right, to I them. did watch one of them. Yes, only one. Only well, <laughs> you got to binge that shit. <laughs> the music, I don't know. I, it was only the first episode. I'll give it more of a chance. Yeah, give I wasn't it, give, a big give, fan. It, give it more of a chance. All right, all right. You know, get a couple buds out. You know, <laughs> sit down, buds. put on oh, story. That's bots. what I was missing. Yeah, okay. you got a drink. Yeah, yeah. Buds, really? That's I'm no. Just, I'm just kidding. All right, Actually, you know, it's funny. Oh, so on our trip that we just did, we went to a drive-in movie. So, so this was a good example. Oh yeah, of the I want to hear about how that went. The differences we didn't get to talk in our in our family dynamics. Yeah. So you guys responsibly, you know, went to bed at not an insane amount of time. We got right. to bed at two thirty in the morning. Oh my god! Because these are double headers. How do the kids deal with it? Like, well, they, well, they were asleep for most of it. Okay, okay. I mean, okay. I mean at, at the they they made it about halfway through Jurassic Park: Fallen Kingdom, which I thought was amazing. Yeah, and I then saw that. um and then we were also sort of falling asleep. You yeah, know, between the, these two shows, and, and we were like, should we really do this? And we we're like, fuck it, let's go see Solo. <laughs> and so we drive over to go see Solo, which was amazing as well. Really? Okay. Yeah, we got to talk. We'll, we'll have a Star yeah, Wars yeah, yeah. episode in, in more depth because we can discuss this stuff. We should. Um, actually, we should just do a Star Wars episode. We absolutely period. not even just movies, but Star Wars. Just it's Star something Wars. That's important to both of us. And. Uh, and it was so cool getting out that late and, and you know, driving home at two in the morning to the, our hotel room and being yeah. like, wow, it was really special. That being said, I'm super feeling it today <laughs> still. <laughs> but, you know. I'm glad you did it. I'm glad you got to experience a drive-in theater. Yeah. It's so much right. fun. Yeah. It was, it was an amazing experience. If people listening to this who have not had that uh, experience before, seek it out. It's super cool. You should. It's a, it's a nice feeling of being a part of a collective of people enjoying something together. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And everybody's kind of sitting out on the cars and, and you know, camped out and under the stars and, like, we're just watching an open-air thing. It's, it's, it's really... I think part of the appeal of movie theaters in general um, and drive-ins, I guess, in particular... It is that collective experience. Right? Yeah. And and we're losing opportunities for that a lot of the time, mm-hmm. I think, in, in society in general. I think you're right. We're becoming so much more inward-driven. And yeah. it's nice to be forced Even as we it. grow outward with technology. Yeah. Um, it's another uh, conversation. It's another episode. Have, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, have you ever been asked a question that you found really, truly fascinating? Well, I was trying to think about that beforehand, and I mean, you know, Grace is almost three now, so I feel like I haven't gotten many opportunities for this yet, and most of them have just been straightforward ones. And particularly, I I can't think of them framed in, in the why, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, none came to mind. Well, usually the why is a follow-up, right? That's true. So it, for the well, most part, they ask, be. they ask a question, and then... And then they ask why as a, which, yeah. which is why when I, we were modeling that earlier, I was, I was trying to like of get to the why stage because you can, you can not have the answer to something. You can have the answer to something, but it's the, it's like the follow up that matters That's the, so the course of what's actually happening. Yeah. And it gets so difficult. <laughs> Sometimes these will go on for a long time. Sometimes it becomes a war of attrition, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's like, he's obviously trying to stay awake for one thing. You right. Know, it's like right. 1130 at night at this point. Yeah. And we're down to level 30 on the why for why if like an egg looks different when it gets cooked, you know? So walk me through, what does that transition look like when you don't? know something so they ask so, why and then there's like a limit to what you actually can know and then well I, I i i take it to the point where it's absolutely ridiculous and i also take it to the point where it gets a little bit esoteric with with the, the <laughs> hope being that he's going to give up because he's going to be of like of course okay. yeah, yeah, yeah but like i mean like but i'm saying he asks you a why and you don't know the answer to it right and then what what does that look like so then i'll be like well let's try to guess and, and then we can look it up tomorrow and see okay. if it's right so for example if he asked me something i don't know the answer to like say why do men have nipples yeah. you know 
I would be like, there's well, a book, there's a book with that title. I know, yeah, yeah. which I actually really want to read. I think I have it. Yeah, I got to, I got to read that. But I, I, I would be like, well, I don't know. But let's talk about why women have nipples, right? Right, right. Which is a weird thing to talk about with a four year old. But you know, <laughs> if he asked the question, and then like, do daddies ever breastfeed? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, no. But why? Well, and then so already now we're off the deep end because now it's talking about the nature of biological gender and about why women have developed that right. ability and men haven't, and. Yeah, so so it, it immediately becomes a much bigger conversation, but it's fun to unpack that and, and then to talk about why. Do you like actively sort of like look at a computer together and Google it, you know, with him or like? Yeah, we've done that. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll go on the iPad and, and uh, gone and are the days where up. we consulted our encyclopedia. Yeah, but, I mean, but you know, we're consulting Wikipedia, so it's yeah, kind of, this, of, kind of course, of course, thing. it's just you know, it, there is something lost there. There um, is, yeah. I mean, the we've gained a lot more, but we've also <laughs> in lost terms of knowledge because we have such immediate access to everything now. It's yeah, we take it for granted for sure. But also at the same time, I look way more shit up than I would if I didn't have access to it. That's see, that's the, the gain I think that right? you even would do it to begin with because I mean, the you had to sort of reach a certain high level of bar, uh, high bar to actually go in and consult an encyclopedia for it to be worth it. Right, because you know then mean? it's like, well, we got to go to the library now. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm missing the M volume, you know, of like Encyclopedia Britannica. I know they have it at like the Cambridge Library. Let's go drive for 20 minutes and get it. Right. Right. Like, there's, there's definitely um, an element of that. That being said, though, the nice thing with like physical encyclopedias is the tactile experience of looking right, for information and, that's the part and we lose. accidentally finding other things on the way. And, you know, like when I was a kid, I used to read the dictionary a lot. Um, and, and just because it was a, we had a beautiful like Smithsonian Webster's mm. crossover dictionary that had kind of like encyclopedic elements to it yeah, yeah. and a lot of pictures and articles on things. And, uh, so I used to just go sit in like the family room and just like, just, you know, pop it open and just go read down and like, you'd learn the craziest stuff about yeah. where it's come from and why they sound a certain way. Totally. I remember we had an encyclopedia and even at that time it was like an old, old edition, you know, cause mm-hmm. you probably got it like discounted or something. I don't even know how we acquired <laughs> Bobby's, the thing. Bobby's Big Boy Soup Balls. Exactly. It was at right. Bobby's <laughs> Big Boys. Yeah. I'm glad you know of that Bobby's store too. Bobby's Big Boy Soup Balls. It's yeah. a good place. Yeah. Um, so we got this older encyclopedia, but I just remember how wonderful it was to be able to just like look stuff up. We didn't even have a question that, you know, spurred it. It was just like, let's just turn the page and see what's in there. Right. And that functionality obviously exists in the digital age, but it's something that I don't, I feel like most of us don't have time for. But how, how would, yeah, how would you even, I guess you could just click around and follow whatever rabbit holes. If you you ever go to the Wikipedia homepage, which I never do. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I'm assuming somebody (laughs) has at some point, but like I haven't for years. I mean, like, you know, you can do like just browse random articles. Oh, that's cool. Which is is really fun to go down a rabbit hole. That probably is fun. Um, Do you know the most linked to thing on Wikipedia is Hitler? Really? Isn't that weird? I did not know that. Yeah. And the longest Wikipedia page. Why is page, that? Do you think? Because he fucked everything up in the 20th century, and so everything and, and <laughs> well, probably, yeah, probably a disproportionate still. amount of articles. Oh, we're having a why moment right now. Oh, yeah, we see are. this? It's so, a why moment. So, Thanks so, for calling it out. YMCA. Where the fun happens. <laughs> That's where my mind went first, and I'm like, Patrick, how does this relate to the YMCA? Um, so, yeah. so, so, why would Hitler be the most linked to article on Wikipedia? I'm going to posit that it's because he's relatively contemporaneous with where we are now. Yeah. Right? So, there's probably more information about him because we have a lot more information about the 20th and 21st centuries than, say, the 13th century. Right, right. Right. So, there's already more information about it and more things that could be linked within themselves. But in addition to that, because he was responsible for such a cataclysm that affected so many developments in the second half of the 20th century. Yeah. Of course, the second half of the 20th century also coincided with the digital age. 
and the space age, which are two huge information things that are linked all over the place in Wikipedia. Yeah. And traced back through various things probably to what happened uh, to so, World War II. So you in said general. most linked to, not most searched for. Is that right? Oh no, yeah, most most linked okay, to. Okay, okay. I'm hoping I, he's not the most I heard you for. most searched or most accessed by people or something like that. I probably just misheard you. But <laughs> yeah. the link thing, okay, that makes total linked, sense. Yeah, like you so, said. So most he's the one that more pages end up going to than Wow. Than, uh, yeah. That is fascinating. Yeah. And it does reveal it's such an interesting way of looking at the effects that one individual person, place, or thing could have. Do you know what I mean? It is. It's so sad. Like, it's like... The, how many links they have back to them. It, it is an interesting indicator of the magnitude of impact, I right, guess. Right, of what they actually did. Wow. You know? um, obviously, in this case, it's not great. But, um, right. But in terms of having Indeed, an actual effect on the world, yeah. I mean, it's it's like a, he probably had the most impactful life in the 20th century, which, is, which is unfortunately was a fucking nightmare demon. Yeah. Um, but the longest Wikipedia page is the list of works by Johann Sebastian Bach. Wow. Which makes me feel like fucking super inadequate as a composer that, <laughs> that my you list of works is about. You probably shouldn't be comparing yourself to Bach. <laughs> I know. To, I to mean, be, come to be on. fair, that's yeah. a high bar. I would but say so. But the fact so. that the most text on Wikipedia is just that list of things that he wrote. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there's thousands of them, so it makes sense. But yeah, just, there have to be, crazy. but still, that's wild. Crazy. And they're, they're, they're almost universally masterpieces. Yeah. Which is what the most, I mean... Uh, we should do a whole episode on Bach. Someday then, you'll get yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, wor- I'm working on it. I did have a great composing day, though, the other day. Yeah? Working on the ballet, yeah, which is really up and running. Um, and I went to the sculpture park that I like to go compose in, and uh, it was great. So we'll talk about that, too, someday. We should. We yeah. we got to bring it back to that on the the creativity side of things, and not just, like, you know, the power of music in terms of discovering it, but also creating it. I want to hear yeah. more about your process. Yeah, you got it. All right. Well, this has been an interesting episode. Why? <laughs> Well, I, 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 interesting in that it's uh, spanned uh, a few different things. Why? Um, and also interesting because uh, I'm tired of hearing you ask me the question, why? Why? <laughs> I'm so excited to get why? that question more now. Yeah, good. Um, you, you'll, you'll get it a lot. Yeah. yeah. But I also still think, you know, you've got to have a couple of tools to be able to nip it in the bud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. Maybe that was the wrong <laughs> yeah, you do. metaphor to use. But I mean, you gotta you gotta at least be able to say, "Oh, that's a really good question. Let's go look it up later yeah, right, or something." Right, right. right. And, so and, that, and, and just you like, can't in the real in real life, like you know, follow it up right away. Right. And just like we talked about with uh, in in terms of um, you know being a being an openly fallible parent and yeah. not just punishing, right. Be openly fallible about what you don't know. Exactly. But be proud that you know how to look it up and that you're excited about it because that's the behavior that you need to model. I think it's true. Yeah. We'll see. Keep All winging right. it. Keep Winglets. winging it. Um, and ask us some more questions that we can have Doug the Physicist answer yeah, thank for you, us. Doug the Physicist. I really, I really um, appreciate that. And if that. there are any other experts out there who want to you know, give us some feedback on the show, we'd love to play you on air. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, keep asking the why question, or we'll keep asking you the why question. I yeah, guess, and hopefully and you we'll keep get telling some responses. Us. And it's important to note that it doesn't matter what the fuck it's about because we have no idea what we're talking about exactly. on the show. So basically, anything interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll do it. We're we're completely whoring ourselves out here. So. All right, talk to you later. See you. Bye.